Welcome to the Naturopathic Life and Living Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Francis, where I'm going to be talking about all kinds of things underneath the sun, everything that has to do with life, living, and your healthcare. So today I want to talk about waiting. Yep, that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about waiting. And quite honestly, I've been making everybody wait. My birthday was just the other day, yesterday, in fact, and a lot of things happened in the week prior to my birthday. Just slightly a little bit more than that, I produced a festival over the weekend. So I produced a festival online over a weekend, and a lot of work went into it for a few weeks ahead of time. So if anybody goes to a festival online and thinks that it's a simple process that you just start a couple of days ahead of time, or even just the day of or something, that's... It's very short-sighted. There's a lot of work that goes into it, a lot of coordination, a lot of juggling, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of. That was one of the amazing things that I did. Now, also, if you're familiar at all whatsoever with the Rosicrucian Order, they talk about life cycles, and there's different kinds of cycles depending on what you're talking about, what you're referring to. Specifically, they have yearly cycles, which basically means that every 52 days, they chunk it into another section, and you have these different sections throughout the year, which then the last section is the last cycle, that is the death cycle, and then on your birthday, that's the rebirth cycle. And it has to do with different activities, different kinds of things, energy levels, when is the best time to take care of this, to do this, to talk to that person, to deal with, you know, documents, money, relationships, moving, new jobs, all that kind of stuff you can find in their cycles, in the yearly cycle. And so one thing that happens a lot, if you look in your life, possibly you can see that the last 52 days or so, almost two months before your birthday is the time of things ending. So creating new boundaries, letting go of certain people and situations, different kind of dynamics, stuff like that. It's like letting go of the old so that way that stuff isn't taking up your time and your space anymore to be able to delegate it to other things so that way you can open up to new possibilities welcome in new things that you didn't have time for before so essentially that's what I was doing and I wanted initially to do my podcast including something about my child's birthday because that was where it was at last week then something else happened and something else happened and all these things are going on and all these changes are happening and yeah endings and openings of new beginnings and all these different things happening. And so, yeah, there comes a point in time where all you can do is wait. There's a time for all things. There's a time for movement and there's a time for stillness and there's a time for action. There's a time for inaction. Once we set our eyes on a certain goal, right, we have our eyes on the prize. We know what we're doing. We know what we're working towards. We know what we're heading for, all of that kind of stuff. And we take all of these efforts to be able to move towards that goal to be able to attain it. And there gets to be a certain point in time where sure at the beginning you can change directions and you're never going to end up getting that thing, whatever it is that you wanted, because you changed directions, you started putting your efforts somewhere else. It wasn't really a focus for you anymore to be paying attention to that longer range goal. And so yeah, I mean, trajectories change, goals change, things happen, whatever. However, once you are putting so much effort towards this 
same goal and you just keep moving forward at this pace at whatever rate you're at, you're moving forward and all of your efforts are going towards achieving that thing, there gets to be a certain point in time where you can't stop it. So there's just been so much momentum that's been created by putting forth all of this effort towards being able to achieve this goal that there comes a point in time where it's like, even if you change your mind, even if you get scared, even if you freak out, even if you decide I don't want to do this anymore, it doesn't make a difference. It's going to happen because you've put all of this effort into it in order to be able to get it to occur. And yeah, it's like all of your efforts just kind of manifest themselves. So inaction doesn't really make something manifest. But once you have an intention and you put forth action, once there's a certain amount of action that's been put forth, you can't really stop it. It's like a basic law of physics. Any object in motion will continue in motion. And so once you get to the point where you're going and you're going and you're going, you can even try to move out of the way if you want. And the momentum is there. It's just going to carry you. So sometimes people refer to it as being in rough waters, like when stuff kind of turns chaotic and it feels like you're not really in control of anything anymore and you're not really sure what's happening. And then especially if it's moving towards your goal and you're almost there, you can refer to that possibly as being at your edge. And then whatever your traumas and your fears that limited you in your past are going to rise up again to try to interfere with you being able to be able to achieve what it is that you want. Those last kinds of things of the universe that are like, okay, are you sure you want this? Are you sure you want this? Are you sure you're going to do this? Are you sure? And like I said, depending on how far along you are in the process, it doesn't really make a difference. You can't stop it. You can't stop the creative energies that the massive power that comes with being able to take a thought, a concept, an idea and turn it into something tangible, to turn it into something of reality, to turn it into something that people can experience and be a part of and be able to have an understanding and awareness of. And so that's basically what's been going on with me for this past week, because again, my birthday was just the other day. So all kinds of things have been happening. And yeah, so with that, I'm going to go a little bit into edges because edges are our boundaries, right? That's where limitations have been imposed on us. So when we talk about our edges, that means that this is as much as my mind, my mental capacity, my nervous system, whatever it is about me is capable of comprehending where my boundaries are or just inexperience due to lack of exposure. So then you don't actually even know what the possibilities and options are. So you might think that you're not into something when it's just because you've never had the opportunity to try it and be exposed to it. So we can't really imagine anything beyond that. It's the unknown because that's where our limits are. And those limits were imposed onto us by our caregivers, our families, our friends, whoever was in our environment as we were growing up and up until this point in time typically is going to be something that was from childhood or our caregivers' traumas and limitations or experiences because our openness scares the people that are around us. So in order to keep themselves feeling safe, they impose their limitations on us. It's just what it is. And then that gets embedded into your psyche, into my psyche, into all of that who we are. So that way, it's like a guiding force that stops us before we break. It stops us before we have the capacity to no longer extend ourselves. And so it keeps us safe. It keeps us from going too far. Like when we're a child and we run across the street to be able to grab the ball that rolled into it, we're not paying attention to see if there's a car coming or not. Our parent is doing that or whoever our caregiver is, is doing that and will grab us, yank us back, depending on how scared they are and how triggered that makes them and the way that they grew up and the different ways of reprimanding children or things like that. 
that happened with them, they're in a trauma state. And so they're going to regress back into whatever way that they were taught to be able to keep somebody safe. And if that's yelling at you, then they're going to yell at you when you run across the street to be able to catch that ball without checking for cars. If it was physically abusive, then they're going to start spanking you. They're going to start hitting you. They're going to cause you pain. So that way you understand, hold on, wait a minute. This is a boundary. This is a limitation. I can't go beyond this because otherwise it's not safe. The problem with that is when we're little and we have to learn how to deal with society and we have to learn how to understand what the dangers are, we don't really get taught. And maybe it's because we just aren't at a place of being able to comprehend it, but we aren't really taught that for right now, this is what's important because it's just not something that we're afraid of. It's not something that we fear. Like we don't fear getting hit by a car when we're little. It's just not something that we're aware of because we don't have the experience of getting hurt by getting hit by a car. So then our caregivers will hurt us. So that way it makes it something that is impactful. So that way it's a lesson. So that way we remember because we want to avoid pain. And so we will limit ourselves moving forward with this distorted perspective of what's safe and what's not safe. So those edges of safety, those are our boundaries. So those are our edges. Anything beyond our edge, we're not consciously aware of because if we were, it wouldn't be our edge. It would be whatever the edge of the understanding of a certain thing was, is, you know, our edge. And so, yeah, so I actually had this experience where I've never really had anybody really show me, at least lately. I mean, I've been irritated. I've been frustrated. I've been annoyed. But that is due to other people around me trying to get me to accept their limitations as my own because my boundaries are further out than theirs are and they don't feel safe being around me. So in order to try to make themselves feel safe, continuing to be around me, they try to get me to accept their limitations, like I just said. But as far as where I felt safe, as far as what's happening, as far as my psychological capability, as far as anything like that, I've never been in a partnership with anybody who has actually, or that I've known anybody who's been capable of showing me where my edges were. And I just discovered mine. So a lot of times we'll say things like, how do you know what you can say yes to if you haven't figured out what you can say no to yet? So discovering what your boundaries are, discovering where your limitations are, discovering what you are absolutely unwilling to say yes to. And then once you do that, then it's like, okay, that's been determined. I understand that. Now I can easily and freely play in the area where I say yes to, because without having a firm no, then how can we know if you actually want to say yes to whatever it is you're saying yes to? Because otherwise there's no capacity for figuring any of that out. To go back to what I was saying previously, that's a little bit of a tangent there. I know I do them, but yeah, like it just gets to a point where there's nothing really more to do and all you can do is wait. And so you've put forth your efforts, you've done what it is that you can do, and then there isn't anything else to do. You just have to wait for that to manifest. You have to wait for that thing to happen. You have to wait to be able to just be sitting there, standing there waiting to be able to get whatever it is you want just placed in your lap. And then you just receive and accept it. But in the interim, all you can do is wait. All you can do is wait, ride the waves. That's what I was saying earlier is that's one thing that they say about it. Different people say is that when there's rough waters, when there's kind of chaos, because it feels like you're out of control and you can't really make something happen. I mean, if you think about it more of like, you've already done all of these things to be able to make this happen. And now again, it's just the momentum that everything is coming together to be able to get you this thing, whatever it is that you wanted, which is going to be something that is felt previously out of reach. It's going to feel like there are these major steps that have to be taken in order to get there. And taking that first step, 
up is usually the most difficult part because sometimes we lift our foot up to be able to take this big, huge, massive step. And then we discover that the next step, that next little platform for our next step was barely in front of us, barely in front of us. But we knew that it was beyond our reach. We knew it was a goal. We knew it was the thing out there. Whenever we set goals to be able to have something that is beyond our edges or expectations, that is on the other side of what we've achieved, because obviously it's not going to be a goal to attain something if we already have it. So it's something that is not within our reach yet. It's something that's still far away. It's something that hopefully we can see as tangible of receiving and of having. However, we don't know what it's like to actually have it yet because we don't have it yet. And there comes a point in time, like I said, where all you can do is wait and just reflect and recognize how far you've come and appreciate all the effort of whoever was involved to be able to get you there. Because it's never going to be just one person is doing everything on their own. There's always going to be support and interactions and others lifting us up, others providing a passageway, others connecting with us in a way that empowers us to be able to get from where we are to where we want to be. So just recognizing that and acknowledging that. And one thing that I've noticed as well is that in the process of doing things, wow, it sometimes can feel like forever. But once everything is said and done and once it's over that hump, you know, it's like on the other side of putting forth all of that effort. It's it's yeah, it's like riding the waves in the canyons, like just just like riding the waves of the rapids. It's just it happens and then it's done. And then wow. And then being able to recognize and integrate the fact that this thing that I've been wanting to do or wanting to get or wanting to have or wanting to be is now here and mine. And now that's pretty amazing achievements and accomplishments and reaching goals that we set for ourselves. Those are amazing for our hormonal system, amazing for our health, amazing for our minds. I mean, just the dopamine reward in itself. But again, if it's something that is a huge goal that a lot of effort has had to be put in towards achieving, then it's going to be scary as fuck once you realize, oh my God, I'm actually about ready to have this. This is about to be real. This is about to happen. And then we break open and we recognize and we appreciate and we honor everything that we've done to get that far. And then we have to just accept. We have to accept and we have to let in what we've called. We have to accept what we intended to manifest and let it be and then just be in it. And so, yeah, sometimes all you can do is just wait, just wait, just wait. All right, everybody, that ends our episode for today. I hope you were able to get some helpful information to be able to live more naturally. So if you like what I had to say today and you found it beneficial or helpful, please go ahead and share. And if there's anything going on where you need to find a naturopathic doctor or for any reason you need somebody to talk to, please go ahead and call me at 586-405-7618. Or you can find me online at canassist.me. That's C-A-N-N-A-S-S-I-S-T dot M-E. This is Dr. Francis saying, Enjoy, have fun, and until next time.